Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Well, sir, my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 103. Mike, was that sufficient leading? That was a magnificent leading. I was almost prepared. <laughs> good evening, everybody. Welcome to this midweek recording of the Gatecast. Tonight's episode is Last Stand. A continuation of the episode we recorded on Saturday? Yeah, that's right. I think we might need to record this weekend to get back to solid three-episode cushion. I thought it was a case that you couldn't wait to watch Last Stand, and that's why we didn't wait a week. Well, we could sort of try and maintain that fiction, but since you didn't brief me on it when we were off air, <laughs> no, I think I ate too much too quick. Oh. No, happy seems steady. So you're not going to kill over halfway through the podcast then? Well, imagine not. Yeah, good. Of course, now that I'm concerned about it, my uh, body is manufacturing fake symptoms. <laughs> anyway, I'm going for a blood test tomorrow, so eating a curry was not the best idea. Okay, Lion Julie Cockett. Yep, we're all set to go. Yeah, I know, I've cut short the intro a bit, but it's been folks I have to ring certain Gatecast listeners in about an hour. And the finally edited thing which Mike brings to you takes nearly twice that length to actually get down. For the life of me, I cannot sit down, start editing and go right through. Before I know it, I'm back on Twitter, back on Facebook, and an hour's gone by and I've edited two minutes. Oh uh, yes, attention span of a goldfish. Yeah, that's why come to Friday night, I've got to finish it, no matter how long it... I actually genuinely assumed you bang the thing together in about two hours on a Friday evening and pop it up on a Saturday morning. Uh, no. It takes a little bit longer than that. <laughs> Time for some Gatecast housekeeping news. We've currently got a few episodes in the can, and we are coming up to the end of the fifth season. So with that in mind, coupled with not having any guests on the show since we're more extreme, then there is an open invitation to anyone who wants to Skype in and watch record along with us. While nothing is definite yet, and when the show's already recorded, we do have flexibility in the schedule. The final three season five eps, The Sentinel, Meridian, and Revelations, are all up for grabs. And of course, let's not forget the season five recap show which has traditionally been better for having a guest host. So contact us via email, Facebook, Twitter, or the website's contact form, and let's see what we can work out. On the topic of the recap show, the Season 5 poll is currently running via Twitpoll. The links to the site are in the show notes, website, Facebook page, or also tweeted now and again. If you haven't voted yet, we'd be delighted if you would, as obviously a larger sample gives us more to work with. Okay, that's the show info for now. Back to the last stand. Brief aside, I know, a tangent. I registered a complaint about a printer that didn't seem to be working, and our offsite guy turned up in just over an hour after I'd reported it. And I was like, I'm really impressed, because I normally complain about this crowd, because I normally useless shower. And I actually <laughs> rang customer care centre, and I, yes, yes, the help desk, yes. Yes, I'd like to give some feedback on this call log reference. And go, oh, yes, that's being closed. And I said, yes, I know, I... Want to say how happy I was? And I was like, "What? Oh, sorry." I, was like, <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to give positive feedback. Said, oh, uh, right. Hang on. He puts me on hold for two minutes and puts me on to the care centre manager. I'm like, "Yes, I just want the feedback that he was very fast. He was very efficient. It took him like five minutes." Well, strangely enough, if I was bringing up someone to give a bit of positive feedback, being put on hold for two minutes would really piss me off. <laughs> he wasn't programmed for positive feedback. Kind of going, like, "What? Hang on, I'll put you on to the help desk manager." What do you mean you're happy with our service? This has never <laughs> happened before. Yeah, so you went kind of off script, didn't you? <laughs> What happens if the customer is positive and appreciative? Uh, help. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm not programmed for questions. Okay. And that was tangent number one, which will probably go in outtakes for this episode. No, it's probably not embarrassing enough for me personally. I discovered I didn't have to listen to episode 100. Why not? You refused to tell me and she refused to tell me as well. Tell you what? Who won? Oh. But I just logged into Gmail. <laughs> okay, then we got an email from Daniel, our competition winner. Hey guys, in the time-honored tradition of sportsmanship, I would like to make the same generic speech all winners of competitions use, as follows. Ah, screw it. I'll just say what is on everybody's mind when they win. I win, you guys didn't. Ha ha ha, screw you. No, seriously. I was so excited when I heard the results, I listened to it twice. Thanks again, everybody, for losing. Daniel. Cheers, Daniel, for the feedback. Patiently waiting for you to record that audio yourself, since you are now a podcast person. Daniel and his missus, Gina have their own podcast. You can find that if you fancy listen to it at danandagina.podbean.com And as they themselves say, we are not podcasting for money, glory or fame. We just want to try and help people and have fun. 
Great sentiment. Come try ya! This is Robert Picardo, the holographic doctor from Star Trek Voyager. And Richard Woolsey from Stargate Atlantis. This is Vanessa Angel. This is Maris Rose. This is Christopher Heyerdahl. This is Clifton Collins Jr. This is Mally from Dollhouse. This is Alistair. And you're, you're just listening to the sweet and tasty sounds of the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Live long and prosper. Can I fall asleep? For a little while. I got a bad feeling about this. There is no spoon. Hello, I'm Scott. Hello, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin, and we are the hosts of the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. We're just ordinary sci-fi fanboys. In each show, we bring you the latest news from the sci-fi movie and television universe, along with our commentary on it. We review the shows and movies that we're watching. We bring you interviews with Stargate, Dollhouse, Star Trek cast members, and many more notables. And test your geek cred with the trivia that all sci-fi addicts should know. We also occasionally give things away. If you are a lover of all things sci-fi, then come dine with us as we host the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. You can find us on iTunes or on our website at sci-fi-diner.com. I'm assuming you've seen Saturday too. Yeah. You probably watched it live. No, because as I tweeted, my DVR didn't record it. Oh dear. There's a little set of rules from someone posting on Discord stamps form in a thread, thankfully without River Song. You'd have thought some basic rules for not f***ing up might have been established by now. Apart from knowing that Doctor always lies and uses people. One, stick together. Don't go rushing off by yourself or leaving someone behind. Never split up the party. Two, button pressing, lever pulling, etc. Try and avoid this. If you absolutely have to do it, only do it when you have obeyed rule one and have thought very hard about the choices. Three, grab one of the Doctor's spare sonic screwdrivers for leaving the TARDIS, along with a gun, a sword, a torch, and a very thick book. So the Doctor doesn't like weaponry. The book will come in handy if you have to wait 36 years for him to get his act together. Not only for reading, but also for toilet paper. Have a damn good meal before going out wouldn't go amiss either. Four, practice running away a lot. Five, better still, don't go off with strange men in little blue boxes. It'll all end in tears. <laughs> and the last one is very wise. I think the character of Amy critiqued the Doctor very harshly. It had its flaws. I enjoyed it. Considering she's meant to be in her late 50s at that point. I mean, Karen herself is 23. Yeah, when she first appeared, the lower light, I'm thinking, well, she only looks about five years older. Mm-hmm. And then the harsher lights, you think, well, yeah, maybe 20 years, but she still looks pretty good for, for her age. And all she's doing is ageing. She's apparently not eating. So maybe she looks that good because it's a bit like the dude in Tron Legacy. Yes, I know it's not the dude, but damn it, it bloody well is. <laughs> it's the ultimate incarnation of the dude. Yeah, the dude enhanced. The dude 2.0, to use American phrenology. Well, that's not good. Yeah. I'm still umming and ahhing over Atlantis in HD. I'm pretty sure I won't be buying the Farscape set in HD because I can't see the point. It wasn't made in HD. Mm. Shot on film, of course, but you know the CGI wouldn't have been done in HD. And its early seasons were 4B3 anyway. That's why I'll never bother with B5 in HD. Yeah. There's so much CG in that show that it just looks seriously dodgy. I mean, it looks bad enough on my 40-inch TV. Yeah. Well, didn't JMS say when they were actually doing the set design and whatnot, they did it to the barest minimum they could get away with broadcast television at that time. Mm-hmm. So don't even want to think what it looked like in HD. So I know you're rather critical of the series. What did you think of the end of Torchwood? I liked the last episode. That was probably the best episode of the series. Apart from about 30 seconds in the elevator with Gwen, again, overhyping a character. If they cut 30 seconds out of that bit, I thought it had been a fantastic episode. We can only hope that the BBC decide to fund the series themselves because uh, we won't be seeing it anymore from stars. Stars weren't happy with the result? Viewing figures weren't very good for it. Considering they've dropped Camelot, and Camelot got a lot more viewers than uh, Torchwood did. Camelot had naked, attractive people in it. Mind you, so does True Blood. It's like watching the Tudors and complaining about the historical accuracy, isn't it, really? Just sit back and enjoy it. It's not a documentary. Have you seen the Doctor Who poster that Kirakai has posted on Twitter? No, because I've got a tiny little phone, and I only generally look at Twitter on the phone. Oh. Therefore, I don't usually bother clicking on Outwork. Falling Skies, I've seen now. Ah, that was it. Yeah, I've seen all that. I had to argue very persuasively for it to watch the second half of the pilot. I like the finale. I mean, when that ship came down on the road, I thought that was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, but when I first saw that alien, I thought, that's pure Spielberg. Not every alien is tall, thin, and grey. <laughs> yeah. You can go for a non-humanoid body shape, Spielberg. 
Yeah. They had to save that episode, though, because the idea that he could hit an alien vessel high altitude while it was moving with a rocket-propelled grenade was ridiculous. rocket-propelled grenade. I think Hollywood audience thinks just because the Taliban are shooting down helicopters with them, they must be incredible weaponry. I thought you were just going to hammer it into the main structure and, you know, cause a bit of an explosion. You've got rock pro grade with this special metal which will cut through pretty much anything. Yeah. You're aiming at a small moving target where you got a stonking great bloody air. <laughs> let's see. Let's aim at the little tiny moving target which I'll probably miss in a straight line shot. Or let's aim at the giant bloody structure that's in front of me. <laughs> Pause. Good line. Sit. Stay. Nice pussycat. And that you're almost certainly going to leave it. <laughs> Ever three, ever a doe, ever a hen. Clicky. And that was a countdown in the Irish people. Played mm-hmm. in on Mike's favourite CG. Reused yet again. Oh, yes. Most of this intro is reused. Oh, yes. We need someone who speaks fluent Gwal. Someone who is not Jafar. Yeah, a bit of a shocker, that is. Mm-hmm. have arrived. And then you will use this. These two liquids mixed together form a most virulent poison. All you have to do is prick them. Once, he'll believe you to be his loyal slave, Jaren. All that is left of Martyr now lives on in Mantash. And here they are in their arrogance and their aren't we fantastic? Yeah. Oh, the not some way you have fallen. This is going on long enough. That's the problem with when you get quite a comprehensive what happened last time. He's pretty much talked all over it already, so. Mm hmm. Apart from, as we were saying before, like Supernatural does a, a very good mm-hmm. until now or previously, this is a cracker as well. Mm. You mean Osiris? Sarah, or mm. Jacob. <laughs> of course, Jake wasn't having uh, intimate relations with her beforehand. No, or possibly afterhand. <laughs> or with any hand. Or his or his. <laughs> Shall we cut that off there? Yes, I think so. That is a cracker of a dress. Yeah, any <laughs> excuse. You're a rather long way from home, aren't you? And pretty much straight in. Yes. And now, the conclusion. And she whips it out. Rather pointy knife. <laughs> pointy pointy. <laughs> well, me right now, and I think why you have something in mind. Hmm. Insolence. Tell me what subversions you are a part of, or I will bleed you dry. But it does literally, yeah, severity where it picks up straight from the... It's, yeah, a clever little bit of editing. And that's it, straight through a cloth. Mm. Fortunately, it's a nice, sharpy bit on the ring, and it works fast. That's another good positive about the drug. May I help you? Yeah, it's conveniently powerful, isn't it? Yes. We don't know how many doses are in the bloody ring. I am Lord Yu's servant. I like so the way uh, Daniel course. switches to a uh, deferential, though, playing mm-hmm. the part. You must have the wrong room. I've gotten lost a few times myself. These corridors all seem to look the same. That's it. I'm just a human. I'm weak. If you don't mind my asking, isn't it forbidden to bring weapons to the summit? If you speak of it again, I promise they will be your last words. Yes, and now he's not prepared to kill her. Well, Daniel always has a problem trying to save the women he loved. Jacob! Still there? Yeah. What happened? Uh, Cyrus and I kind of got into it. The chemical worked. Why didn't you just release the poison? Daniel. Because that would have killed Sarah. Although, in fairness, you can, you can see it from Daniel's perspective. If Anubis is really the new power, then wiping out all these system lords is going to do him a huge favour, you know? Yeah. Of course, it depends why he wants to uh, ally himself right now. You have to release the poison. No. Daniel's not happy. Well, Jacob's a little annoyed that every time he gives a message from Daniel, he's expecting, right, I've released it, they're all dead, come and get me. Complete your mission. Oh, dear, humans. Yes. Selmak should have cut in right then. That felt long, it wasn't. Well, it was It was a hell of a lot longer than the intro to the previous episode. Yes, it was. This season's shortest intro was the McKay one, because that was about, like, a minute. This was nearly four. Technically, that's a tenth of the episode pre-credits. Gone already. Yeah, frightening thought, didn't it? That is a long teaser. I knew it felt long. (laughs) 
Okay then, Last Stand, directed by Martin Wood, written by Rob C. Cooper. Mm-hmm. Did Christopher write any episodes, by the way? Did who? Chris. Chris Judge. I speak the lines, I do not make them. <laughs> okay, first third March 29th, 2002. Shares its title with episodes of MacGyver, Burn Notice, <laughs> and CSI Miami. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and we're back. Okay. Lots of CG, uh, although yeah. not as many soldiers as we saw before, presumably because they're in tunnels. Probably so. They've uh, gone out and about. Dying for their god. Or at least killing, because there aren't that many Tokra left. They really did a number on the base. Hang on, isn't Carmen uh, Braytac? No, Carmen is Jacob. Who's Braytac? I've got you on the hop there, haven't I? Uh, right now, yeah, man. My mind's gone blank. Where are they? The lab. All right, you wait here. Feel okay. Sir, see if you can find one of those Toker communicators. We may need it. Cliff Simon. Ball. Join your hand. Weakness is befalling the system, lords. Oh, sorry, I pass you a virtual yes. tissue to wipe up the drool at that external CG shot. Yes. And then we get internal shots, which are just as appealing. I noticed you said that when you could see Osiris's legs. We must put aside our differences and individual struggles for power to strengthen the gold and ensure our supremacy over those who threaten our domination. Considering she's wearing pants, they're not bad legs. But you have no official seat here. Then I ask you to officially recognise my status here. They look like they've been latex rubbered on. Yeah, they had to be fairly tight to get that rear light shot that they had of her, of her introduction. Hmm. She's smooth. Well, she's clean shaven, yes. It's still weird having what is supposedly a male gold in female host. I'm here to represent the vote of another. Uh, I'd be interested to see the effect on this name. Yes. <laughs> Who do you serve? Anubis. What? You lie. He is dead. Oh, dear. And after you attempted to murder him, was it not enough that he was banished from the system, Lords? Never to be allowed to return. Considering how the sarcophagus and system laws are pretty pretty bulletproof at times, there shouldn't be a real surprise that he's not dead, just because he hasn't been seen for quite a while. He has sent me to ask that you accept him back. Or... Place yourselves at his mercy. Oh, mercy. Mm. That's interesting, isn't it? You's been around a long, long time. Which is something I think they use in a subsequent episode. Yes, they do, yeah. You get the feeling, Osiris, give her a whip and some stilettos and she'd be very happy. You get the feeling the actress is really enjoying this. <laughs> well, put it this way, if when you're doing guest spots or regular in Holby City and other BBC productions, you don't really get the chance to chew the scenery, as it were. In the feeling the actress is really enjoying this. <laughs> well, put it this way, if when you're doing guest spots or regular in Holby City and other BBC productions, you don't really get the chance to chew the scenery, as it were. Yeah, I checked yesterday, by the way, folks. Ike's Kingston and her, the only thing they've shared... Actually, they've shared two things. They've shared this and they've shared Doctor Who. Alex Kingston was in Stargate. Maybe they've just shared Doctor Who. <laughs> I think, oh, no, I'm pretty certain Alex Kingston was in Stargate. Is she? I'm going to check again. Yeah, good. Oh, there's poor guards. Give up. I'll check. Okay, fair enough. The poor guards, you know, two of them. Oh, we've done all the hard work. Everybody's dead. We'll just casually walk around, we'll find a nice quiet corner, and then walk straight into Jack Wee's little uh, P90. And again. <laughs> well, you see, they're expecting staff weapons. They're not expecting... Inquisition. Yeah, P90s. Well, one bloke got hit by a staff weapon, and once again, the armor is bloody useless. <laughs> the armor is there more for effect than anything else. It's, yeah, it's, it's to protect against primitive weapons. Because it clanks nicely when they walk. Yeah, clank, 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 clank. Plus, yeah. it's intimidating to lesser beings. Well, yeah, especially if you're dressed in buckskin or something. Mm-hmm. Then killing all the system lords here would just open the door for him to take over completely. You always said yourself that a, a bunch of warring system lords is better than one all-powerful one, so... You do not understand how bad Anubis is. He was banished by the system lords because his crimes were unspeakable. Even to the gold. Yeah, so, guess what? Mission's off. Anubis has not waited this long just to return to the system lords. There must be more going on. 
So... You must stay. And find out what it is. If you can. Yes, Daniel. <laughs> Rationalise why you haven't killed him again. Yes, of course. It's fortunate there's very so few people on this space station that Daniel can see some walk around and talking to his little uh, comm unit quite freely. <laughs> well, there are very few people in the space... Oh, dear God. What? Sorry, I was just thinking about... No, she wasn't in uh, Stargate. She was, <laughs> however, in Grange Hill. <laughs> okay, that's that's really right all off topic. <laughs> it's like... I suddenly know everything about someone else's life. Two other people, actually. I hear his thoughts every now and then. Ooh, that looks nice. Well, obviously, it do- yeah, I don't mean yeah, it I know looks... What you mean. Kudos to the makeup department. It looks well done. Okay, not that it looks nice. Like they're coming around for another run. You know, actually, polystyrene would make a reasonably comfortable bed. They're supposed to be. They are actually plaster. They had to make them a bit heavier so that when they moved about, the rocks didn't move about as well. <laughs> so they're a little uncomfortable? Probably a little uncomfortable. She didn't have all those cuts on her face the last time we saw her. I say, Elliot's in serious shape. Looks like Lantesh can't save him. Just trying to keep him alive for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Somebody who can fix what's wrong with me. We're never getting out of here. Sure we are. You've read our mission files. We go through the gate... Get into trouble, get out of it, we go home. Tell that to Major Mansfield. They really do have to get him out from the Tokra base. There's not really uh, anywhere to go. You knew what you were signing up for. Yeah. You got this assignment because you were strong, both physically and mentally. I give the symbiote inside you a chance. Should have been in SG-1, mate. You must have survived at least a couple of missions. Yeah, yeah that is the right attitude to take with Elliot. He's, he's pretty much a pragmatist. <laughs> he's read your mission file. Yeah. You're thinking, damn it, I never got that bone, Haley. <laughs> oh, come on. If you're Elliot and... Oh, that's not good. Just to make it a little bit more awkward, the actual exit to the room is now blocked. You see, that was the problem. The polystyrene crystals just wouldn't have worked in that actual scene. Now, that looks like another reuse shot. Yes. Random. What are those things called? Oh, God. It's not a Hatak, is it? That's the... Um... Is it not a Hatak? No. I know the medium-sized ones are called Alkeshes. Yeah. I think it is a Hatak, isn't it? Allies of the Tok'ra. A few Tok'ra we captured died before we could extract any information. That's a symbol we haven't seen before. Well, this is fortunate when Anubis has actually been shown to be taking Jaffa from other system lords, so it might be one we haven't seen. Then there are survivors still free. So that's Zipakna. Yeah, Kevin Durand. What about the chemical weapon? No evidence of it has been found. The Tok'ra computers were sabotaged before our ground troops arrived. Then find the missing survivors. The tunnels are extensive, my lord. You don't want to give excuses to a... <laughs> Normally plays a bad guy of some description. Seriously, character? <laughs> well, you've got to try, haven't you? Heave. <laughs> Heave. <laughs> Loves you, Major. That's one of the only reasons he was fighting to live. He just wanted you to know. Elliot looks rather old for his age. I don't know what it is about him. It looks like ten years on, he'll be losing most of his hair. Mm. Might be it. Large forehead. I'm telling you, he loves you. As much as he once loved Jolinar. He regrets what happened. The host ultimately died. He doesn't want you to feel responsible. I see we're back to character super wholeness again, though. <laughs> we're not late enough in the season that our hair starts to look seriously raggedy. It's getting hard to breathe. Yeah. Hang on. Uh, a touching moment from Lantash. Yeah. I'm dying, but I always love you. That's why you're dying, mate. Come on. <laughs> if you put a bit of that Celine Dion song in here, I will track you down and kill you. <laughs> oh, wait for it. I put Rick Astley in, into an episode a couple of weeks ago, which you've probably heard by now. I'll check. <laughs> Benny looks kind of bored. Oh, what's that? I haven't seen that before. Mm. That's an, actually a nice sculpture. Yes. 
I'm sure the prop department are going, be careful with it. That'd be interesting to see if that was up in the auction. Ooh. Hello, baby gold. Are they baby gold? Well, the mature gold, aren't they? With the fins and whatnot. Why not? <sighs> Given up already, son. Respond. Sir, we're here. The tunnel collapsed. We're trapped. Yeah, we noticed that. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> so are we. He <laughs> collapsed on us as well. Why don't we use these crystals to move the walls? What a cracking idea, Jack. Yes. Each crystal is designed to create a different section of tunnel. Fortunately, they have somebody who understands how they work, so they can explain it. Mm-hmm. I'll create short... Straight openings. Sir, use a small square one if you've got it. Now, why didn't they colour code them instead of shaped? Mm. Because you could be using them in the dark. Clever. There are several of both square and rectangular design. Small. If they choose the wrong one, they could collapse the tunnel in on us. Which is square. Yeah, that's the problem. Yes. It's a sodding multi-sided crystal. I won't call any of them square. <laughs> it's perfectly square. Looks square to me. Yeah, that's fortunate. Just just to put the pressure on, pick the right one. This is almost like, you know, diffusing a bomb. You end up with a choice. Cut the red wire. Always yes. cut the red wire. Oh, that works. <laughs> uh, it's completely cleared all the debris but left the surrounding wall. Yes, in the commentary they actually said they had a lot of issues trying to justify that sort of effect. Because where does the crystal go? Is there any residue? They just kind of washed over it. It's science fiction after all, isn't it? Yes. Many Jafar troops search the tunnels. We'll be here soon. It's a long rectangle. And the question you would ask yourself right now, there's three people there, all have combat experience, and Sam is carrying Elliot. Yes. <laughs> it is convenient. Mm-hmm. It's a pity the crystals can't be reused. Nice. You should seal the tunnel behind us. Where's he going to seal the tunnel? Well, he's got his staff. The old-fashioned way? Yes. There's another crystal you can use to seal the tunnel again? Well, that works just as well. has taught him humility and respect for the union of the system lords. Seriously, bare legs would have worked so much better there. Mm. The Gua'uls have warred with each other since the beginning of time. Anubis has been amassing power so that he may win back your respect. He is also no fool. He knows that you would not accept him back without me. You cannot meet Anubis! You's not bothered though, he don't really work on you at all. <laughs> I beg to differ. Looks on me just fine. <laughs> Come on, I have to get at least one you yes. <laughs> They used it. And you cannot continue to ignore the threat of the humans on Earth. Of course, we've got alien fruit in this scene. Martin would be proud. <laughs> Looking at Daniel there, human. Yeah. How many dominions must fall? And how can we continue to cling to the gods if we cannot act like them? The Tory cannot be allowed to triumph again and again. JG with the Esker, protect their planet. From the system lords. Who must enforce the treaty upon all Goa'uld. But not from one who has been dead for a thousand years. What do you propose? Now, I'm not quite sure what fruit they are, what colour they were originally before they got painted. Mm-hmm. You've got to admit, this is all logical reasoning by Osiris. Yes. I mean, Anubis probably figured that out of all the system lords, you would probably be the, the biggest dissenter. So we probably prepared the argument for her. Why are the bananas green? Because they're alien bananas. Or probably not very ripe bananas. Mm. No, they're sort of bright bottle green, even. <laughs> ripe bananas aren't that colour. How many more of those things do we have? Six. We can't stay down here forever. We're out of water. Jafar will not rest until they have found us. Fortunate, there's still some light source in this compound. The crystals give off a sort of subtle glow. They must do. As you should know, it's a D&D trope. There's always a convenient torch or a bulb or in extremis, you know, some glowing lighting. 
Yes. So that the heroes don't have a light source with them and they need to find their way. <laughs> yeah, well done, Till. You carry him for a while. By carry him, I mean just stand there and let him lean on you. Lean on. Come on, they gotta stop looking for us eventually. Even if they do stop searching, they will never leave the Stargate unguarded. Well, Jacob and Daniel will be back sooner or later. The Joker will have broadcast an alert. They're telling them to stay away. I will assume we died along with the other Toker. Maybe. Well, like I say, they could just quite easily uh, take the Stargate and just leave you there. Hmm. Let's keep moving. You don't really want to risk it, do you? Poor Elliot. Hmm. <laughs> was, da was Daniel hiding? <laughs> I'm saying, why bother hiding? What we hide? Massive facility, virtually nobody there. Yeah. Well, they did explain this. A, it's high-level conference between system lords, so you really don't want a lot of people knowing about it. Mm. You brought one servant. Some of the Jafar, the loyalty is questionable, so they probably figure they can protect themselves, and at the same time, you have an empty base, so you don't need the extras, you don't need Daniel to be too creepy-creepy. It works out. Tell me, not considering that you are going to kill all the golds. I'm not doing that anymore. True. What's your point? There's a big van of live symbiotes here. What's up, Daniel? Okay. <laughs> so they're not planning on killing the slaves after all? Not by the looks of it. Get to the shield generator and shut it down. I'll get you out of there. Not yet. Daniel, if you're caught and that poison falls into the wrong hands... I like one thing that Brad Cooper said about this. Little story elements, you know. Mm. As he's the producer of the episodes, he got to pick which uh, bits went in which. Mm. So we put all the good bits in the episode he wrote. <laughs> Who among us accepts the return of Anubis to the system lords? You know, get the feeling. Morgana, played by Bonnie Kilroe, she's in two episodes and she doesn't get to say it a single word. You know, you thought they'd given her one word, just right there. Yes. Oh. <laughs> you won't. Oh, you's not happy. No. Probably figured he'd lose this vote anyway. So they've finally decided what sort of conference table they're going to be using. <laughs> The vote need not be unanimous. By a count of six to one, Anubis is awarded the state of system lord and welcomed back among those that lead the Goa'uld. Osiris will be allowed to vote on his behalf. You shall not regret this. <laughs> yeah, yes, you will. <laughs> May we rule forever. There is much to discuss in that regard. But first... Loko Halak! Charmel. The hell? <laughs> ah, little mini rings. I'm going to say the lighting's absolutely brilliant in this room now. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure all the actors are under discussion not to actually touch that. <laughs> From the department, a little precious. Ooh. Of course, we know what's going to happen, but. Oh. Great CGI, though. They've really got good at making the uh, gold interact. I assume they're holding a little rubber thing. They're actually holding tacos. So when they bite in, that what you can see is a taco, and the actual gold head is all CGI. Yes, but why are they eating them? That is not explained. I mean, they've often said, why aren't there more system lords, given how many Jaffa there are? But we've seen actual Gould who aren't system lords. But I imagine there must be, obviously, some sort of limitation you can have on how many gods you have running about. But uh, if they eat seven a night, that still doesn't explain... There still must be millions out there that are probably just being wasted or something. Especially as they may not be taking new planets and bringing in new Jafar. I think it's just some of that looks creepy. <laughs> what do you think, sir? Diamond. You could, Sam. <laughs> you said the Tok'ra are probably transmitting an alert to warn others away. Uh, Long-range sensors. Detecting coming ships. Transmit signals to deep space. Could we reprogram one to signal Jacob and Daniel? He's banjaxed. He is kind of into <laughs> It's possible. Where are they? Four of them. Twenty-five miles from the gate. 
He's just due north-south. East and west. I figure we're three miles from the gate. Give or take. Either way, we have to get to one of those sensors. Oh, they've made decent ground then. Fortunately, they know where the gate is, so they're actually going in that direction. Ah, the little the noise it makes. Little creep, creep, creep. Crunch. Yeah. It's not exactly a Rice Krispie noise. <laughs> I was just thinking, it doesn't sound like any serious scum. I get the impression that little tap on the shoulder from Jack was improv. That's probably gold, full of mm. your RDA. RDI. Recommended daily intake. Yeah, RDI. <laughs> yes. They do that every night for as long as the summit continues. What do you think will happen when this is over to us? I mean... That is between you and your master. Don't you think it's strange that the Gua'uld are letting us see their sacred rituals, hear their most secret conversations? I have been in the service of my master for 24 years. In that time, I have seen and heard many, many things. Have you not? Mm, so he was uh, taken as a slave pretty early on. Mm. About age five, I'd say, looking at him. Mind you, you don't really want to know what he's... <laughs> These gourds are a strange bunch. May I speak honestly with you? Have you not been honest prior to now? Yeah, Daniel, be careful what you say. <laughs> what I mean is, can I trust you that no matter what I say, this conversation will remain between us? Very trusting, that is. I believe the Gua'uld are powerful beings. They use humans like us as hosts. I believe they use their power to portray gods so that the masses will follow and serve them. I agree. You know this to be true. Yes. And yet you still serve. As do you. That's surprisingly trusting of Daniel. Yes, That's too trusting. That is, is seriously risky. My master will not wish me to spread the secrets that I have learned and will kill me to prevent it. You would not be here if your master did not trust you. That's surprisingly trusting of Daniel. That's too trusting. That is seriously risky. So, you usually have little factoids on actors with this many lines. They're laughing, I can't remember what the character's name is. Because he hasn't got a name. He's credited as Slave. Yeah, he's uh, Bowles Lotar, played by Paul Anthony. Canadian act, been in psych, the L word, fairly legal. He actually looks like somebody that's associated with Claudia Black's character in season 9. Doesn't ring a bell. Or look familiar? He's a major character in season 9 and 10. Oh, you, you mean... Yes, him. You think? I do. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm trying to discuss this without actually finding out. <laughs> yes. it's, it's difficult. So I tiptoe gently around what we're not wanting to say. Because no, I didn't name any characters. I lost two motherships in that battle. Your strategy was obviously weak. Ouch, that's almost a Meow. <laughs> Your master has exacted tools from each of us. Yet you all voted to welcome him back into the fold. The power he has regained so quickly is worthy of respect. What does he offer now? To repay the damage he has done in garnering his forces? Anubis owes the system lords nothing. He joins you for the greater good of all gold. That's a good point. Anubis has kicked their collective arses quite often. I suppose that's why you have him in your gang. You don't want to make him an enemy of him even more so than he is now. Deed does Anubis offer as evidence of the dedication you claim on his behalf? Speak now or leave us. <laughs> yeah. As I have said before, Anubis believes that the greatest threat to the gold is that from within. As we meet here, that threat is being greatly weakened. I've always liked Baal, as much as possible to like mistrust with the <laughs> evil snakehead. Well, he's very human, isn't he? Over the years, we have all lost a great deal to the infiltrations, subversions, and rebellious acts of the Tok'ra. Good speech it is. Yes. Today will henceforth be known as the day the blood of the Tok'ra ran free and their rebellion ended for good. Again, having the character walk around the room, camera track it. Mm, and then walk off shot. Yeah, the Tok'ra are the uh, target. Fetch the water, Sam. <laughs> We're not doing anything. You can go. You're a woman. Go on. Oh, by the way, Sam, here, we're in this. <laughs> oh, Jack's putting together a ladder. There are gliders patrolling the area. I figure we got 20, 25 miles to go in that direction. 
With this terrain, I figure we can make a mile every 15 minutes. That should hopefully put us at the sensors in under nine hours. Imagine he's putting together a stretcher. Probably, but I thought ladder were funnier. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm being rather literal. You know, I know it's a change. Excuse me. I wish to pass on a message from my master, you to Osiris. He wishes to meet. This set costs a lot of money. Walk around it more. That car looked like it was sloping downwards. Could be the lighting, you know, gives it a kind of perspective. Jacob. What the hell's going on, Daniel? Anubis knows the location of the Tokra base. Osiris says he's attacking right now. Get to the shield, Daniel. Shut it down. I'm coming in. Forget that. I have a new plan. <laughs> have you killed him yet? <laughs> Oops. That's probably fortunate that with Jacob, because so much probably say, Stuff you, I'm off. I'm stealing used cargo ship. I can fly out from inside the shield without shutting it down, right? Yes, why? That's another nice shot. They've they spent a bit of money on this episode. Do you have her now? No, but I'm working on it. <laughs> Daniel, the chemical weapon you're carrying could be the only way we can stop the attack on Ravana. Yeah, and uh, Osiris could eventually lead us to Anubis. And you and your buddies can do your best to take the snake out and save Sarah, right? How are you going to fly that ship? Well, I've flown a mothership. How hard can this be? <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't even got her yet. I mean, seriously. First, I'm going to capture a system lord. Then I'm going to escape from a system lord base. And nobody's going to shoot at me. Again, fortunate there's no guards on this space station. I've flown a mothership. Doesn't that look like stellating? I know, but it looks like it's sloping down. And yes, it does. Oh, dear. You see? You trusted him too far. Hear whatever I say with certain suspicion. I believe it is my duty to tell you that your new Lotar cannot be trusted. The whole conversation between him and Daniel was for Daniel's gratification, nothing else. And he's pretty much kind of blown his cover. Mm, idiot. I guess Osiris wasn't planning wasn't planet on that and anyone get close enough to find the dagger. <laughs> Got ya! <laughs> What a pity, Daniel. A good plan, but yeah. Didn't quite factor in having you smack you. Oops. <laughs> oh, I like her even more now. Mm, oops. How unfortunate that Lord Yu could not trust his slave. Each was mortally wounded in the fight as the slave attempted to kill his master. Sarah, it's me, Daniel. There's no way he could force off someone. No. Ghoul strength. No. You can't believe that Osiris was even... Well, perhaps, perhaps she would have gone a bit distracted by claiming it is Daniel, because I'd go against everything she can actually see. That's an escape pod. Yep. That better be you, Daniel. Get me out of this thing. I'm on my way. No, oh, nice. <laughs> now you want to catch him. <laughs> Did you kill him? No. Figures. Major. Hold up. Yeah. I better tell you how to reprogram the sensor. Now I'm amazed they're not having Sam help with the litter. Sam's communicating with Elliot. <laughs> I gotta say, as that scenes go, he's basically got the entire episode. Yes. It says Cuffing oh, is ringed in and probably falls over. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Ow. That's gonna hurt. <laughs> I assume it's at least a little padded inside. Are you okay? Oh yeah, thanks. What happened? I had her, and then you had me, and and I had to get out of the way with her. The poison? It out. It's right here. Good man. It doesn't look padded no. at all, does it? Well, he actually wasn't in it when it fell, but it's actually made out of rubber, so when it actually bounced, it bounced a lot. <laughs> that way they cut away after it hit the ground? Yes. <laughs> but we may already be too late. I know this may seem unimportant right now, but I might as well tell you anyway. I think I figured out why the Gould population has been growing much lately. This is the sort of thing you want to think when you're making a TV show. Who would have thought that something that's supposed to weigh probably half a ton or something actually bounds when it falls? <laughs> and they're off. Director looks around. Who thought that was a good idea? Hands up, come on. Prop department! <laughs>
I mean, props, as it were, to the props department. I like the fact that the clearly they haven't mastered hyperspatial technology to the extent that some of the other races have, because that window into hyperspace looks like someone's literally ripped it open temporarily. Yeah, that kind of goes hand in hand with the fact that the uh, Asgard's hyperdrives are so much more efficient. And the Gould are scavengers, planets, people, technology. Deploy a squadron of climbers and have them scan the atmosphere for disturbances. And if the ship even attempts to land on the planet, shoot it down. Well, I've got to admit, Daniel and Jacob got back quick. Hmm. What about the survivors? Yeah, sir, Jacob said six hours. <laughs> they have not been found as yet, my lord. The search continues. Then join the search yourself. And if you do not find either the formula or a living token to tell me of it, do not bother to return. <laughs> I like that. The Jaffa was hoping he wasn't going to bring that up. I mean, Zip, Zip, I can never say his bloody name. Zip, Zip, Acne. Zip, Acne. Zip, Zip, go on, say again. Zip, Acne. Zip, Acne. Zip, Acne. Zippo. This is like me with Soldier, which as a child I had great difficulty in saying, and I always ended up saying sh- Shoulder instead. Shoulder. <laughs> you can even hear a slight difficulty there. We should go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, these guys have been here now for a long time, and that's the little Zatark detector with a bit bolted on. They were really criticising that prop in the commentary because it looks rubbish. <laughs> How do we know if it's working? I guess if someone comes to rescue us. Better. Yeah, the Zatark detector reused a prop and just stuck a little bit extra on it to fool people. You're getting another signal. What is it? It's an SOS. Well, it has to be Jack or Sam. Hopefully both. And more. Let's ride. Let's ride. And here we have again. That looks now, like stock footage. This whole sequence, this is Rob Cooper's idea. He went for this. No matter what it cost, it had to be a big sequence. And he actually said... Why are they decloaking? Because they've been hit. Are they kind of firewall cloaked? And Rob Cooper actually said the only reason he came on the podcast to do the commentary is because he wanted praise for this sequence. <laughs> It cost a fortune, it took three graphics houses to work on it. Model work, helicopter shots. Of course, cargo ship doesn't have any weapons, does it? Not unless they get it modified. Like thingies? Yep. They're going in. We are so going in. <laughs> but you could drop that thing in there. Just for the crack. It's been used before, no reason not to use it again. You see the difference in model work. When it's done well, it looks yeah. fantastic. And this, oh yes. Combination of CGI and actual uh, visual effects. Oh yeah, plowing up and everything. You've got to admit, they build the ships well. Yeah, the question is, you may be able to walk away from the landing, but can you take <laughs> off again afterwards? <laughs> Probably as, not. As they say, a good landing is one you can walk away from. A great landing is one you can use the ship again afterwards. Yeah, now this is the problem when the inertial dampeners don't work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, as I said in the first episode of Enterprise, when the ship gets hit, maybe we should think about getting seatbelts in this thing. <laughs> well, again, like it's a ship, ships under no in the, the ship under normal occup. Oh, oh goodness, <laughs> under normal operating conditions, has got inertial dampers, so there's no yeah. need for any sort of restraints or anything. But when it crashes, mm. you lose power. You're kind of screwed. <laughs> Bumpy. Okay. Uh, not really. Yeah, pity about that, isn't it? You're way off the planet and it's crashed. Yeah, you think a race fast enough to fly around the spaceships would be smart enough to have seatbelts, huh? Oh, just prefer not to crash. Come on, let me get out of here. That should be bleeding a lot more. Scalp wounds bleed to a seriously stupid extent. And Daniel spots. Yes. He's had quite a reasonable day of it. Are you injured? I'll live. Also raining and it's not running, but I suppose you can argue it's, it's dried on real good. Yep, mm. help's arrived. Why are you wearing a dress, Dad? Mm. Uh, <laughs> something I've got to tell you. Granted, he's been surrounded by some homicidal maniacs, but... Yes, and the ghoul as well. <laughs> well, many people have Jack killed. Yeah, but he's not a maniac. You all right? Yeah, looks worse than it is. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. How's Elliot? He's in rough shape. He got injured during a cave-in. Lantash went into him to try to save him, but it's not working. Well? There's a chance we might be able to save the cargo ship, but not before this whole area is swarming with Jaffa. Those gliders definitely made our position. We cannot escape through the Stargate. 
We still have this. As much area as that'll cover, I don't think the chemical will spread from here to the Stargate. Well, we can't release it here. It would kill you, Elliot, and Teal. And I guess I gotta figure out a way to get it to the gate. It's suicide. You're assuming the Jaffa won't shoot you on sight. Given the lack of cover and the size of the Jaffa army, I do not believe even I can make it to the Stargate undetected. Leave it here with me. And this is Elliot doing his last man impression. <laughs> totally believable after what happened from Proving Ground. What good's that gonna do? If you're in hide. <laughs> yes, I like this idea. Let's go. <laughs> the Jaff will find me. I'll tell him I know the formula. He'll take me to the gate. He is correct. He will be taken to the base camp by the Stargate before being sent to the mothership. Won't they search him first? It'd be useful if he had some sort of device that, you know, they could actually search him for and... I'll set off the weapon. Well, no, but Sam has a crystal with the compound formula. Take out as many as I can. I'm saying is, if they search him right now, then he's only going to kill a few of them. Mm -hmm. If they did a quick search now, they could find that and say, we've got it, and then take him back. Mm. Oh. Uh, poor Elliot. Please. Elliot. Elliot. We're both going to die. I cannot save us. As deaths go, it's not a bad way for a warrior. But there's a chance. It's taken an entire episode. <laughs> He's been hanging on. I'll give him that. What about Elliot? Doesn't make sense. Burn of you to rescue your lives, try and save me. Gotta give him that. I mean, like most actors are happy enough to get a death scene that lasts a minute. Give me the device. He's lasted the American equivalent of an hour. <laughs> You know? I say this is pretty hard for Jack because he was drilling into him in the la You never leave your man behind, and here he is leaving this man behind. That's because he's telling them to. Got some such effort to actually move his arm. Yeah. <laughs> Go, leave me. <laughs> Look out. Sam, another one. Okay, Elliot didn't love you. Lantash <laughs> did, so it's only uh, one out of two of them. But yeah, Sam's wondering is he of age? No, I don't think she is. This count, would this count as jailbait? I could give you a last hurrah, Elliot. He just wants you to know how he felt. I could give you a last hurrah, Elliot. No hope you'd pop in ET going, Elliot, Elliot. And I'll never forgive him or you. Ground forces will not be far behind. Oh, that's not good. Sam, we gotta go. <laughs> yes, Delk. Mm. In other words, mm. we've gotta go. How, exactly? Well, then you just gotta get out of the way. The thing said Elliot looked terrified there. Jacob's gotta get as far away as possible. Mm -hmm. I know they're bumping off the Tokra. They've got rid of the Tokra. Got the little horns as the uh, Jaffa approach. Mm -hmm. You hear the rain pattering her down, which actually works. It's a long, sort of lingering shot. I'm sure his agent loved this. Yeah. <laughs> what have you done? This. Well, so they're the choice of actually doing a scene with the Jaffa coming and just staying on his face. And staying on his face, I think, worked because she got the look. Hey, you get a poignancy. Yeah. And the fact that he's sacrificing himself not only to kill thousands of Jaffa, so SG-1 and Jacob get away. Hmm. Well, presumably he doesn't kill SG-1 and Jacob. True, they might not be back for next week. I think they might be, but uh, you never know. Right, that was The Last Stand. Another excellent episode, I've got to admit. Um, I don't need to turn the light on, because all I have to do is click in the transcript. It's the next one that gives me the burp. It's actually too dark, even with the monitor, for me to read. <laughs> Unfortunately, the box for this is purple. And reading white text on the purple background in poor light is just not yeah. possible. In the commentary, say Martin and Rob were talking about why they were killing off everybody. And they said at this point they weren't sure they'd get a sixth season. But they were thinking of a movie, even this early on in the run. So they wanted the Toker out of the way. They wanted some of the System Lords out of the way. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, when they got the sixth season, they kind of had to... Uh, Panic. Bang, bang, bang. There were a lot of changes in the sixth season. More to come. I see a fair number of people agree with my uh, in faintly feedback related news. 
my co-host Mike posted a question would, would Teok buy Star Wars on Blu-ray speaking personally I picked two which was he has it on Laserdisc already and George Lucas is a ghoul and the NID are run by Sony <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that you knew I could not take <laughs> that one my retro fascination may actually lead me in my later years to picking up a Laserdisc player and spending obscene amounts of money on Laserdiscs uh, okay do you still have any of your Laserdiscs no I sold them all just say the word. Open the iris. We've got a little feedback. We've got an email. We don't get an email very often. I'm also really tired. I've got it up now. Thanks to Adam for emailing us about the episode 48 hours. In the scene where Daniel, Jack and Mayborn raid the NID safe house, made reference to the guards, Peter, Paul and Joe. And we went with a biblical reference, minus Joe, of course. Mm-hmm. He pointed out, obviously, that it's probably Peter DeLuise, Paul Mully and Joseph Malozzi. Mm, it makes more sense than me thinking of a, the 60s band and you go into the Bible. Mm-hmm. Good to have email as opposed to Facebook and Twitter, although uh, we don't get enough of either to start complaining about it. No. So, thank you, Adam. Love to hear you. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, I'll forget all that. Carry on, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> right, and we've got any Twitter, any relevant Twitter, should I say? We have some Twitter spam in Russian. Uh, not probably relevant, then. Are there any who female haggis is? Yeah, that's uh, Griswold. It says Janie Broomhead. Lots of tags of stuff that we all watch. Okay, you've read the email. The only thing on Facebook there from Miles is about season nine, and I don't think it's relevant to read out, because it contains sort of, uh, it mentions the R.I. and so on. Miles, co-host of the Sci-Fi Diner podcast, uh, one of our listeners and contributors, just wanted to pimp his own podcast. They've got an episode with Cliff Simon, who plays Ball. Oh. Sci-Fi Diner podcast episode 111. You can find that at com. Good podcast, well worth listening to. So that's some good interviews. And? Yes, ball good. Is he Kiwi or uh, Australian? Uh, South African, isn't he? Is he? I think so, yeah. On that note, Women Talk Sci-Fi I had an interview with Peter Williams, who played our Apophis in their podcast 45. You can find that at womentalksci-fi.com. Yes, herself has started listening to that. <laughs> good for her. You go back through the interviews that they have, and they actually have some fairly uh, good ones. And what I might do is go back to the beginning with that. That's one of the advantages if uh, people that do a lot of the sci-fi conventions, by all accounts, you find a lot of the actors quite willing to do a little bit of promotional work for a, you know, a five-minute interview. All right, then. Miles posted on SG1. We'll leave that alone. Hour 102nd. Okay, yeah. In response to Summit. Miles says, can't say enough good things about Summit. We see our first appearance of my favourite system, Lord Ball. And what's up with system lords feasting on unjoined ghouls? Cannibalism? I don't seem to recall them going further into that. I don't think they ever followed up why they do that. And I replied, The partaking of mature symbiotes seems like a loose end, and the possible explanation of stagnated population growth being down to this ritual doesn't make sense. However, if you consider the genetic memory aspect, then maybe the queen responsible for these symbiotes is supplying some sort of cultural aspect, which is desired to the world from the more dominant family lines. And Miles says, so by eating these ghouls, they are also ingesting their memories. Good theory as any. It works with flatworms. As we know, genetic memory is passed on. That's why uh, a newborn symbiote knows everything its mother did. Mm -hmm. So obviously, it's not that far fetched to take it one step further. If you ingest that symbiote, then the genetic memory then becomes part of you, and you remember everything. Thanks for listening, and you'll hear from us again in a week or so. Yep, thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next week with... What's next week's episode? Because you haven't read out the blurb, have you? In closing, <laughs> this episode is... Yeah, but I'm sure you can edit it so it goes into... Yeah, I'll swap them round, don't worry. <laughs> next week, we have Failsafe. And we'll see if the British blurb is any worse than the American one, I doubt it. As an asteroid hurtles towards Earth, SG-1 uses an abandoned ghoul ship as a launch pad for a megabomb that's designed to explode the rock before impact. But SGC loses the ship's signal. It's feared the team is dead and Earth is in devastating peril. Oh no, devastating peril. <laughs> is yours any worse? Uh, I don't have the disc with me. No, not to hand anyway. On the next Stargate SG-1. 11 days, all life on Earth will be wiped out. I say we nuke it ourselves. Weapons armed. What happens when that bomb goes off? It would be enough to boil the oceans. We're going to hit. Richard Dean Anderson stars on the next Stargate SG-1. Hi, folks, and thanks for listening, downloading, etc., etc., etc. If you need to email us, 
The email address is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. If you need to find the podcast, somebody gave it to you, you got it through an online subscription. We're on iTunes as Gatecast. We're also listed on Podcast Alley and Podcast Pickle. If you want to leave feedback, you can record an MP3 and email it to gatecastpodcast.gmail.com. You can also leave us feedback on the website, that's gatecast.phasecast.com. There is the Facebook group, which is The Gatecast. And finally, you can also tweet us, we're The Gatecast on Twitter as well. Thanks very much for listening, and hope to hear from you next week. Okay folks, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week with Failsafe. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Gatecast, presented by Alan, Mike and Scott. Visit us at gatecast.facecast.com.